Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 3, Chapter 19, On Bearing Injuries and How to Tell When You Are Really Patient. Christ the Beloved speaks. What is it that you are saying, my son? Think how much I have suffered, I and my saints, and stop complaining. Your protest, your battle against sin, has not yet called for bloodshed. What have you to put up with? It's so little enough compared with those who have borne so much been so strongly tempted, so grievously tried, sifted and tested in so many ways. You should call to mind the much heavier sufferings of others. That will make you bear your own little miseries with a lighter heart. Perhaps to you they don't look so very little. If so, see whether it isn't your unwillingness to suffer which is magnifying them for you. In any case, whether your troubles are little or great, Try to bear them with patience. The better disposed you are to accept suffering, the more wisely you are acting, and the greater is the merit you are earning. You will find things easier to bear if you have not been idle in preparing yourself for suffering by getting your mind used to the idea. Don't say, I can't let so-and-so treat me like that. I can't put up, really, with that kind of thing. He has got me into serious trouble, charging me with doing things that have never even entered my head. If it were anybody else, I wouldn't mind. I'd just let it pass as one of those things you have to put up with. That's a silly way of thinking. You are forgetting that patience is a virtue, forgetting who will reward you for practicing it. All you can think of is the person concerned and the wrong he has done you. A man is not really patient when he is willing to suffer patiently only as much as he thinks fit and only at the hands of those he chooses. If he is really patient, he won't mind who makes him suffer. His superior is equal or someone below him, a good, holy man, or a peevish, unpleasant one. It's all the same to him. Whatever things go against him, and whenever things go against him, no matter how often or how gravely, no matter who or what is at the back of it, he takes it all thankfully from the hand of God counting it as a substantial gain. Because in the eyes of God, no trouble endured for his sake, be it never so trivial, can be allowed to go by without earning merit. If you want to gain the victory then, be ready for battle. You can't win the crown of patience without having a fight. If you refuse to suffer, you are refusing that crown. 
But if you desire to be crowned, fight like a man and hold out in patience. There's no attaining rest without toil, no reaching victory without a battle. The Learner Lord, let what seems impossible for me to do by nature become possible by your grace. You know how little I can stand, how soon I lose heart the least little bit of trouble. Let every trial and affliction become for your namesake, something to be loved and desired. Because suffering and affliction for your sake is the best of medicines for my soul. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, mirror of divine life, pattern of humility, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thomas Aquinas teaches that patience is a part of courage. That patience is the enduring of sadnesses without the soul breaking out into anger. Patience is motivated, Aquinas says, by the waiting for some greater good, that for the sake of some greater good, we endure this evil that's causing us sadness. But we see how intellectual all this is. We have to grasp with our minds that there is a greater good and that we choose to endure this evil that's annoying us, that's burdensome, that's causing us sorrow. We choose to endure it rather than to get back, rather than to become angry, rather than to fight and try to get rid of it. Because we realize that a greater good can come from enduring. Whereas if I try to fight the evil now, I may get a small good, but I'll lose something much greater. So the patient man is a man who thinks a lot. The patient man is not someone who doesn't think. But what is it that he thinks about? He thinks primarily about God. He thinks about God rewarding him. He thinks about becoming like God. That's what we mean by virtue being patience being a virtue. It's an excellence. It's a power. It's a participation in God's own nature. But instead, the impatient man doesn't think of God. The impatient man thinks only of himself and the person who's wronging him. Who is that? Who, who does he think he is? I could, as he says tonight, it's so real. I mean, this is Thomas, a Thomas Kempis rather than Thomas Aquinas, which we're reading tonight, Thomas Kempis. Gets really down to the quick tonight, doesn't he? This could have been written yesterday. I could bear it if it were anyone else, but I can't bear it when that person wrongs me. Well, 
What are we forgetting when we say stuff like that? We're forgetting that all things exist in God. That nothing happens that's outside God's providence. That everything that exists, everything that's moved, everything that acts, requires God to sustain it in existence. And requires God in some way to be the first mover. Of course, God is not the cause of evil, of sin, moral evil. God in, is pure goodness. But the misuse of the existence that God gives us leads to sin. But God is the cause of all that exists. He holds it in being. And nothing can even act without God in some way being the cause. Now, sin requires a lack, a de depriving. There's something missing there for which God is not responsible for. That's our addition to the, to the situation. But the reason why we have to think of God is because everything that exists is in that way a secondary cause. God is the one who's primarily acting. We have to keep our eyes on him. And that's why the patient man is kind of indifferent, whether it's superior, inferior, equal, whether it's a holy man or annoying man, unpleasant man, whether it goes against him or whether it's in his favor, whether it's small or great. He's aware of those distinctions. He's not, he's not, you know, blind to who it is that's wronging him. He's not blind to what's happened to him. He's not blind to how serious it is. But that doesn't really matter that much. And patience for him is a crown. And the more we live the Christian life, the more we realize that patience is absolutely required. Love is patient, St. Paul says. By your patience, you will win your souls, our Lord says. We cannot get to heaven without patience. We cannot love God without patience. And so we should ask the Lord tonight to give us a desire to be patient, to increase our love for that virtue. And the more we want it, the more we will realize how valuable it is. And the more we will realize that the toils and the labors are necessary for the attaining of patience. And therefore, we won't be too bothered by them. We'll begin even to welcome them. We'll begin to see people as our benefactors. Those who wrong us are our benefactors. Those who help, why? Because they're helping us grow in patience. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.